It's Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Bonnie LG coming to you today with Edmonton's podcast, a member of the Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in the city of Edmonton, Alberta. Robert Price is one of the founders and the CEO of Bode, a new peer-to-peer real estate platform that just launched in Alberta. Previously, Robert was a senior executive at Alberta telecom disruptor Axia, which brought high-performing, low-cost fiber infrastructure to customers in Alberta, the U.S., France, and Singapore. Robert thrives in a leading high-performing teams to deliver amazing customer experiences and meet critical revenue objectives. With Bode, he's brought together an all-star team, including his father and sister, that is shaking up the real estate industry like never before. So welcome to the show, Robert, and thanks for being here today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you became an entrepreneur, and your journey to where you are now with Bode. I think uh, might be a little bit in my blood in terms of, as you mentioned, uh, working with family. <clears throat> uh, when I was younger, I actually, going all the way back, I started a landscaping business uh, when I was 16, providing uh, landscaping all the way to... Uh, for acreages in Springbank uh, and in other communities, which allowed me to pay my bills through university. Uh, built a little team doing that. And then uh, <clears throat> then I actually took entrepreneurship in university, which was a new, of its time, and gave myself maybe a little bit, but it was a new uh, specialization from an education perspective. And then when I got into Axia, as, as you mentioned, uh, it's very entrepreneurial business, so it had this <clears throat> this unique model and platform that was, as you mentioned, disruptive in the industry. Um, but within it, I was able to start a number of new businesses within the company itself, new business lines, uh, take the company from a operating business to a consumer-focused, enterprise-focused uh, organization, of course, with the rest of the team. And uh, that was a lot of fun. So recently, the company was sold, and now I'm on to Bode. And so that's a bit of an unusual name. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Bode and and what's it all about? Yeah, so Bode came from Abode. So speaking to your home, the place where uh, you're comfortable, you're emotionally connected to all the experiences that happen in your life, in your home, and friends and family that visit you there. And so it's like your humble abode and very much thinking of the Canadian mentality, which is very, very humble and friendly to begin with. So we just saw that connection with how we do business from a culture perspective and from uh, how the market, how the Canadian consumer thinks. And what services do you offer through the company? So the company is a peer-to-peer platform, uh, first of its kind, peer-to-peer platform for real estate uh, transactions. Uh, <clears throat> so it's it's going all the way to the end of the spectrum of saying, instead of requiring, there will be a market that requires an agent or people that uh, like that agent experience, but we believe there's this whole different segment uh, that would, if it was empowered with the tools, with the data, and with a really 
uh, thoughtful experience from a technology perspective, <clears throat> they can be empowered to do it themselves. And people, we have this fundamental belief that Canadians are smart. People are smart, especially the people buying homes. So we, if, if you arm them with the critical tools and the data that they need to do it successfully, they can save time and ultimately save money. At the end of the process, if you're able to sell your home, you are charged 1% fee, which is 75% less than the typical average. And so it's, it's really starting with a transformational experience and then ending with substantial savings at the end. Calgary is, is known for its entrepreneurial spirit. Um, that's something the city is really proud of. What do you think are some of the benefits of being an entrepreneur here and, and starting a business in Calgary? Yeah, we're from, it's a great place to do business. I, other than going to university in California uh, for four years, I've spent my whole life here. My family, multi, multiple generations before uh, have been here. So uh, these are our roots. And I find Calgary is a city very much. It is a small town within a big city. It's growing fast, but it still feels small to me in terms of six degrees of separation, the energy around it, no pun intended, uh, in terms of the people that are excited to do different things and provide economic diversification, provide new ideas. I think there's a welcomeness to it. You also have events like the Calgary Stampede, where for 10 days, you know, we're all buying into a single event. I think that's truly unique. Uh, in terms of my international friends that have experienced it. Um, so I from I really like, I would say on top of that, having done some business in the United States, in Europe, in Asia, we have a very friendly culture here. Business culture is very much, while it's competitive and hardworking, it is a high respect, high integrity business culture, <clears throat> which makes it a lot of fun. It makes it a lot of fun to still compete, but you're doing it in a, in a really high integrity way. Right. And what would be some of the challenges that you see in business here? Yeah, I would say, well, in our, in our specific business, we're, we're in software. So the brilliant thing about software and the exciting thing about it is you can do anything, but the, that's also its biggest challenge. So in our in our particular case at Bode, we have a we have an all star team of people that really know their stuff and have tons of great ideas. But you have to find a way to shape that. That basically, we don't have the problem of too many or or problems that we can't solve. We have the other problem, which is we can solve all the problems. And then, how do you actually organize a roadmap and execution to be successful? So. Uh, in the Calgary context, it's all about, and in any context, it's all, always about finding the best people, especially if you're starting a business, people that you trust um, or that you worked with in the past. You're lucky to have that at this company um, so that you're already past that point. You don't have to learn how to work together. You don't have to learn how each person thinks um, and the nuances from a leadership perspective. Though it is a new topic, you've already been through some battles together. So you can really, uh, start with the ground uh, or start running, I should say. Well, I'm interested for your response to this next question because you're born and raised Calgarian. So what are a couple of your favorite spots to go if you just need to like recharge or get creative? Do you have a few spots locally that, that are kind of special to you that way? 
Yeah, I love the, uh, there's the trail run at Edwardly, which I enjoy both uh, making my heart rate go above 300 beats per minute, I think, at the top of that hill, but also getting the view and getting the fresh air. I find my, I do my best thinking when I'm walking or running or getting outside of my, this exact chair that I'm in right now. Um, it makes your, your brain calibrate in a different way and allows you to broaden your horizons. On the other side of it, we, my girlfriend and I are huge foodies. So we have loved how the Calgary uh, restaurant scene has exploded in the last 10 years. And having, having traveled all over the world um, and been to some of these global cities and, and lucky enough to have some five-star restaurant experiences, we love what's happened in our city from that perspective. And actually last night, we were at uh, 10-Foot Henry, which is our favorite place to go. And we order similar things every time, but it's fantastic. And it's, uh, it's one of our favorite pastimes for sure. So, Robert, what are you most excited about these days with your business? We're very excited about, and this goes a little bit back, back to my personal history of doing, thinking differently and doing things differently. So, in the real estate sector, similar to the telecom sector, where there's, you know, a, more or less a tradition, the traditional market controls the market. There's a number of established players that have been in the market for many decades and regulations that suit those guys. Um, we're very excited about how do we create an option, a new way of thinking for a segment of the market that currently doesn't have this option. And the rest of their legs, they have it. And they have it in, you know, Airbnb is an example where the analogy would be the hotel, the whole hotel crowd. There's lots of options out there. Um, at the end of the day, a lot of them start looking similar. And then Airbnb came along and said, why aren't you, uh, <clears throat> why not rent out your own house? That sounded like a pretty crazy idea, but 150 million users later, it wasn't so crazy. Um, so we're very much in that same philosophy of, of providing a new option, a new way of thinking related to real estate, but that is something that is truly familiar in the rest of your life uh, for a particular segment. And we believe a meaningful segment of the market. So what is your vision for the business long-term? Where do you hope that will go? Yeah, we, so we're starting, we launched a couple weeks ago. So we're, we're hot off the press uh, in Calgary and Edmonton. Specifically, we're, we're able to uh, list anywhere in Alberta. We really want to work with our co-creators, our army of beta testers uh, to get through the, <clears throat> to kind of get, the kinks worked out in our platform. We've dealt with a lot of them already, but it's always an ongoing process of improvement, of refinement. And when you're truly customer centric, that's a complex thing, but it's worth the pursuit because at the end of the day, that's the customer satisfaction is what drives everything. Uh, so Alberta first, and then the next step is expanding across Canada um, because we see the same issue, the same market dynamic is everywhere in Canada. Commission rates vary slightly, but fundamentally are between three, four, five percent. Um, so the cost savings story is there and the experiential, experiential differentiation is there. And then ultimately, we'd love to go south of the border from, from here. So we probably wouldn't do the US all at once. It's a big country, a big market, but we would look at states and regions uh, that made sense 
uh, upon success in Canada. We really want to start here as Canadians and bring this value to our, our home first. When you reflect on your entrepreneurial journey so far, are there any like key lessons or challenges that really stand out to you that you think you know would benefit our listeners and and maybe just learning from something challenging you went through or one of your mistakes? <laughs> There's so many. Um, <laughs> I, I would say, and I started this way, learning from previous previous board capacities and advisory uh, roles that I've had. It's easy to think when you start a business that you are you can kind of do it yourself you have this idea you love you can take it and run with it for a little while and then eventually bring a team on or some people as you go um i'm a big advocate of starting first investing yourself so put your own money into it not just your time your actual money um that is a totally different equation than if you were just saying i've got this idea now i want to go out to the market and ask for their money and you bankroll me to my success. So start with your own investment and start right out of the gates with a team. Think of who are the best people that complement your weaknesses. Um, Because everybody has them. You have your strengths. We also have the other side of that coin. So who is going to fulfill your strengths? Nobody individually is perfect, but if you had all those pieces together, you can really create a perfect team. So do that early. Don't wait a year. Don't wait, you know, six months, a year, 18 months. Do it right out of the gates so that everybody can own in the business, be excited about it, have their incentives aligned, and we'll chase after it all the way from the start. And something I mentioned earlier, when you're picking those people, you should start with people you trust. When you work, ideally you've worked with them before or you trust them because you know them very well. Um, that will, that will just make you way more efficient out of the gates and and uh, not spend a bunch of time kind of trying to figure out how you all can best work together and working through those kinks in the pit. So that was more than one, but <laughs> those are those are some ideas that I have. Yeah, that's great advice. And and building on that, just one more question: What was the greatest piece of advice you've ever gotten? Oh man, that is a good question. I would say. Uh, well, it's kind of a quote that I, I love, which is the only two things you can control are attitude and effort. So you can be the most talented person in the world, but until, but unless you have both a great attitude and maximize your effort, you'll never accomplish what you want to accomplish. And at the end of the day, those are the only two things you can truly control. So don't spend your time worrying about anything other than those two things and how you apply them every day with consistency um, as a leader of a company or part one of the leaders of a company, because that's also contagious and that drives a really fun, really high integrity culture. All right. The next group of questions help us just to get to know you a little bit more. So I'm curious, if you were doing what you do right now for work, what do you think you'd be up to? What, what would be another career option for you? Definitely a pro tennis player. I played competitive tennis all the way through to Division One tennis in the United States. Um, I was never actually good enough to go pro. Not not actually very close to that, but a sport that I love and, and one that I would love to be playing for a living right now. Uh, but more seriously, I would probably say many people have told me psychologists would be an interesting 
uh, career for me, I think that's one that would be a a different and interesting challenge given I really, I'm fascinated by people. I really like to understand how people think, what makes them tick and how I can, even in my current capacity in this company, really understand them. And it kind of comes back to my leadership uh, approach, which is you treat everybody with the same level of respect, but not the same. So you have different people have different people have different ways that they uh, are motivated. Some people need much more structure. Other people need less structure. So you got to find, find those ways to help people and, uh, and get people totally on their best, uh, best performance wavelength. So whether that would make me a good psychologist or not, I don't know, but <laughs> those are some ideas anyways. And what are you reading right now? Do you have a good book in the works or one you'd recommend to our listeners? Yeah, I, I read, uh, because I read 10 to 12 hours a day for work, I'm actually a, a bigger fan of podcasts, exactly what I'm doing right now. So this is a lot of fun. Um, I, one of my favorite podcasts is the Sam Harris Waking Up podcast. Um, so I really get, I'm fascinated by people, as I mentioned, and seeing a dialogue happen. In that case, he does talk about business. He does talk about politics, anywhere from racism to decision making to how your brain works. So one one of my favorites. I'm certainly uh, certainly engaged in terms of how Elon Musk thinks and his approach to business. Steve Jobs uh, when he was running Apple, of course, and just studying the best. Uh, the best and most successful business minds is another interesting thing, but I really gain inspiration when I get outside of business and into other successful professions and people in different domains because it gives you a more rounded perspective in my opinion. You mentioned that some, uh, something you like to listen to in the mornings. What are some of the other non-negotiables that you have in either your morning or evening routine? <laughs> I'm a I'm an early riser, so I think I'm probably the last guy in Alberta that doesn't drink coffee. But I wake up at six in the morning, um, and I'm either want to work out right away or get right to work because that's when my brain is as out at its absolute best. Uh, probably I probably annoy people around me at those hours because they're they haven't had their coffee yet and they're just getting going. Uh, but that's that to me is you got to find where you're where your, your biorhythms or your natural energy comes from. Um, conversely, I'm not as great at nighttime. Like anytime after dinner, I'm still functional, but I'm like half as, half as high performing as in the morning. So I think like my advice in the topic would be to really understand how you, where you peak in the day and, and how you get the most amount of work done and make sure that your day encompasses that dynamic about you. And what's one word you would use to describe yourself? That is a, that is a good question. I've, I've done, um, well, I've done emotional EQ testing, which I recommend to anybody. So it tells you your emotional score. Um, so in my case, and it was a, it was a training that we did as a, as a leadership team in the last company, and it tells you your emotional strengths and your emotional disposition, basically. So for me, it, I was under-indexed on fear. I was under-indexed on shame. I was under-indexed on 
uh, anxiety, and I'm way over-indexed on love and joy and compassion. So for whatever that's worth, um, I think that's <laughs> an interesting thing to understand because you can actually evolve the way that you are wired over time. So weaknesses now can become strengths. And I thought it was an interesting process because it basically breaks down how your, what would be your natural disposition and how that relates to your role. Because each role has different, obviously different requirements from that standpoint. So that's my, my official scientific answer for you. Well, and you know, you hear about companies that do those tests and it also helps a lot with your team building and the performance of your, your management team because you get to understand each other's uniqueness, right? Exactly. And you actually want, you want a healthy mix because that will strengthen. So in my case, I'm the bold guy. I'm impatient. I want to break through barriers that are, you know, have been longstanding in industry and, and fight for the customers. And then you have one other people on the team that say, okay, let's slow down. Let me, we, we can think about this more. What about this question? What about, what about the complexities of doing that? I'm making things simple and pushing things forward towards a vision. And they're saying, well, what about the gotchas? What are the gotchas? That really rounds out and strengthens any strategy. Um, so you want to compliment, you want to first understand who you are to that, to that extreme or to that understanding and then find people that can really complement that strength or that weakness, as I mentioned before. Well, my last personal question for you is, what is your favorite place in the world and why? Favorite place in the world? That, I would say, I really like Cabo San Lucas. Um, we've been go- I've been going there for many years. Uh, it's just spectacular. Spectacular weather. I don't think it ever... It's never above 35 and it's never below, seemingly ever below 25. Just incredible temperatures, surfing, world-class golf. I'm a huge Mexican uh, Mexican fan. So the world's best guacamole, at least by my standards, and lots of different ways to, to go there, whether it's with family or couples trips or friends trips. I just really love, love traveling and Cabo is definitely one of my favorites. My final question for you today, it's often hard for entrepreneurs to disconnect. And so we ask a hypothetical question to all of our guests just to see what their response is. So I'd like to imagine there's a small, beautiful tropical island in the middle of the ocean. It has a phone booth, but no internet. So it's kind of survivor stylish. I mean, you, you would have all the necessities you need, but we would drop you off there. And I'm just curious, how long would you last and what would you do before you'd call the boat to come pick you up? <laughs> I, uh, okay, so I can call the boat at any time and they'll come get me. Yes, you can. Okay. I would probably last 24 hours, not because of disconnection from technology, but from disconnection from people. You know, that's I, what it all boils down to for me at the end of the day is people and, and your relationships with family and friends. And that's what life's all about. So if I didn't have them close by, then I'm kind of just, I would probably turn very quickly to Tom Hanks from, uh, <laughs> from uh, a movie where he starts talking to a volleyball because he's doesn't have any other people around. Yeah. So I, I, I'm quite independent conversely, but I would very much be excited to, to uh, 
connect with people again. Well, Robert, it's been so nice to have you on the show. And I, I like to leave our listeners with the best way to get a hold of you. Where can they find you online if they want to learn more about you or about your company? Yeah, so we have, uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So you can hit me up directly on LinkedIn if you have any questions from an entrepreneurship standpoint or any standpoint uh, related to anything. I'm open. I, I will respond. Uh, our company, we have a Facebook page, Bo.Canada. Same thing with Instagram, Bo.Canada. Um, so the team, the team is on that and I'm on it as well as it, as it relates to, uh, anything that comes in. So yeah, we're on all the, all the key social platforms. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we say goodbye today? Oh, no, I think that's, uh, it's been a fun conversation and hopefully us provide, it would provide some insight that people can get some value from and happy to continue the conversation. It's been great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Robert, for being on the show. And I really enjoyed chatting with you and getting to know a little bit more about your entrepreneurial journey and doing business in Calgary and just the experiences you've had. So thank you. Thank you. Hey there, it's Bonnie Elchie. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters. And if you have a minute, please write a review for us on iTunes. You can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. And make sure you check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country 